0: Anybody there anybody there anybody there hey y'all what's going on jason jones this is the ruler of the court podcast oh yeah i'm jason jones of the athletic former longtime Sacramento kings beat writer now i just talk about the kings in my spare time uh still check them out but and whatnot but uh yeah here to say what's up and sorry it's been a, a bit of a break had a couple of scheduling things and travel things come up, so I've been away. Uh, if you missed me, I'm sorry, but hey, I'm back. Even in the midst of this rainy March in California, man, I'm getting a little tired of this rain on the reel, but it is what it is. We got to deal with it. We will survive, I hope and believe. This, I I can't remember it rained like this in California in decades. I guess we, it's great that we got water, but. I'm not used to wearing hoodies in damn near April. Well, actually that's not true, I live in the Bay, so you can wear a hoodie in April, but you know what I mean, it's the rain that's really getting to me, but. That being said, we're not here to talk about the weather and the rain. We're here to talk about the Sacramento Kings who are on the verge of clinching a playoff spot. I know they didn't get the job done with a win Monday against Minnesota, but no need to fret. No need to whine. No need to be worried. This thing is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's not like losing on Monday ended everything for them. But what I wanted to talk about is something a little different. Not so much about the Kings, per se. I want to kind of, I want to discuss the um, kind of. I, I, I'm not gonna say the mentality of the fans. I want to address the mentality of the local media and this penchant the media locally has for going after anyone or anything or any entity that has something to say about the Kings as anything other than glowing. Now, I understand a lot of the angst from fans. I mean, fans have are fans. But I'm I'm just kind of miffed by this version of journalism or a version of media where all you do is find a na- to me it's it's clout chasing In the real it's clout chasing you find a national person national media member who says something bad about the kings or something that you just not even so bad you don't like about the kings. Then, what do you do? You quote, tweet it, you put it on your programming, and you pontificate about what this person said. So, you're not even using your own content. You're basically just going out there saying, hey, this person said this. Oh, let's attack this person. You know, let's call them out because they said the kings weren't going to be this good. Let's be real. Okay, let me just back it up. Okay, actually, this back up. This is back up to kind of the first, the first version of this, this, this media thing where you find a guy, male, find a man, a woman who said maybe in December or August that the Kings shouldn't be, aren't a top ten team in the West. Okay, why is that a crazy take to have before the season? why why no one can explain to me why that was such a you know why we you need to start digging up people's stuff and say see what they said about the kings hell i did not had a kings being this good and if you're being honest with yourself no one did kings fans didn't think the third seed was 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 the goal or a possibility hell we were talking about can they make the play-in can they be in 7 to 10 range? That's what the hell people were talking about. So this whole notion that. The media or people were being so disrespectful. Because they thought the Kings weren't going to be in the top 10. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's bull. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. Let's chill y'all. Let's not act like that. And. I say this knowing. Knowing. Pretty much everyone in the Sacramento media market, I know them. I shout out to my man Sean Cunningham, who does not do this, <laughs> but you know it, it, it's it's you know I'm not, I'm not saying he's the only one who doesn't, but I'm just saying it's it, it's lazy. Oh, someone said anything about the you know and the latest thing about them and sometimes I think the reaction is because this the truth hurts and the latest one I saw and like I said I've been in business long enough where I know a lot of the people who were who were talking and. Brian Winhurst of ESPN, a guy I've known for many years, a guy I like and respect as a journalist, said, essentially the Kings are, quote, the Marks in the West because they're, quote, stuck in the three seed. I don't... And teams are angling to get to play the Kings. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, he said it was the Lakers who were aiming for six to get to the Kings. Now he's saying the Warriors. And... I was just getting—I was getting to getting my phone fixed. My phone was tripping, and I was. And then when it was working, it started working. First thing that pops up on my timeline is that, and I see people going, "Oh, come on! yeah' such a terrible take." But you know, oh, like the hell with you! You suck. Number one, I'm, I'm going to back them things up. Number one, this is something I've said for a while. If you got to pick between playing uh, Denver and having to go to Denver. In playing Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, and potentially healthy Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, or you got to pick. Are uh, you got to think about? Do I go to Memphis in the first round, where they're damn near unbeatable at home, even with with or without John Morant, or do I pick the Kings, the team that has not been to the playoffs since we had sidekicks for phones? Or as my fourteen year old would ask me, "What the hell is a sidekick?" We would say, "What the hell." But he would say, "What is a sidekick?" And do I take the team that plays, arguably not even arguably, the worst defense in the NBA of the top three teams? Who would you pick? Now, I mean, there's a couple of factors. Now, first off, if you're playing one or two, you're playing. If you're playing Memphis or you're playing Denver, that means you had to be in the plan. You're trying to avoid that. If you're playing the Kings at three, that means you're not in the plan. So, okay, there's that factor of it. Secondly, yes, the Kings have a coach with extensive playoff experience in Mike Brown. Yes, they have a starter in Harrison Barnes who has won a championship. True, you know, who's been a champion, true enough. Yes, you have a guy like DeMontis Sabonis who has, you know, been in the playoffs before. But you also have a point guard, De'Aaron Fox, who's very good, but has not been to the postseason, so people are going to look at that. You're also starting a rookie in Keegan Murray. You also have a team that you have some, you know, Kevin Kevin Herter's been to the conference finals once, but I'm not going to, you know, even though my man was trying to, somebody was trying to, I forgot, was trying to compare, well, Kevin Herter's playoff experience to Chris Paul. That might have been my my man, Kenny Carraway, which, of course, I laughed hysterically. But you're talking about, not just the team. I mean, this group as a collective has not been to the postseason together. And like I said, and I've been saying it all season, they play terrible defense. I mean, when you give up, you give up fifty percent shooting and forty percent from three on average. That's not good. And teams are going to say, "I'll take my chance against the team that's not going to stop me from scoring." So I don't even. I I struggle to understand what the logic is behind the whole the Kings are being disrespected card. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't get it. It's not disrespect. It's just what every what everybody's what any team in that seven to ten range is thinking. Get the sixth, avoid the plan, get the team with the worst defense. You know, and you look at some of those teams in that range, you got a Minnesota. Who has beaten the Kings three out of four times. I believe that's a bad matchup for the Kings. You've got, you've got uh, New Orleans not far behind. A team that will, depending on if you have Zion, Williamson, or whatnot, can, can throw some size in the front court. Another bad matchup for the Kings. To me, teams that can play big and physical are a bad matchup for the Kings. You've got the Lakers in that range, who can go with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the front court. Size length you got Jared Vanderbilt down there as well bad matchup. So of course those three teams all want the Kings I don't think anybody wants to have to deal with Memphis or Denver so it's not Disrespect to say that or to report that does not mean that Brian Windhurst is a bad journalist or he's just lazy You may not I you may not like the choice of words that he said the Kings are stuck at three I mean damn hey, I'm from LA it would be love if the Lakers were, quote, stuck at three. I don't think that that's a bad, I don't, I didn't take it the way other folks took it. But admittedly, I am not emotionally vested to where everything I hear said about the team upsets me. Unlike some other people, which is clearly from what you see in some of the reporting. So, I said, hold up a second, I'm going to take a sip of my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work out. I mean, I got a little pre-workout here in the little. I'm taking a quick little sip. I'm not gonna say what company because they ain't kicking. They ain't kicking no end. So get this that skin, get that that little jitter feeling before you lift. You know, but I say all I have to say is, rather than worrying about what someone said, especially when what they're said is based in some fact, trust me. You think, you think the Sacramento Kings want to see the damn Minnesota Timberwolves? Or, or you know, if you got a pick, you know, hell, they're probably saying, hey, we we'll hope the Thunder gets the six. <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's not disrespect. It doesn't mean that someone doesn't know how to do their job. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. But some of these takes is, you know, where you're insulting people because they didn't see the vision of damn vision. Your ass didn't see neither. I come only the only my man who said the Kings are going to win 40 games after a summer league thing, you know, finding out that at the athletic and my man, Hunter Patterson wrote about that, but still outside of that, nobody said the third seed. So just chill y'all. No, it's not hate. It's an opinion. And yes, you have the right to not agree with the opinion, but I just think a lot of this anger and these takes are misplaced. And if you're a member of the media, Do something other than sit around and cherry pick off of other people's platforms to generate looks and views for your own damn content. Damn it. That's just what I got to say about that. We're going to take a break and then we will be back with more Ruler of the Court podcast as I kind of delve into... The beginning of my WrestleMania coverage for the athletics. Y'all know I'm juiced again. Jason Jones. This is the Basketball Podcast Network. And this is the Ruler of the Court Podcast. And I'll be right back. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway. And the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pre-game moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payouts. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what we have they have in store. And i'm a california guy so i'm rolling with san diego state this weekend not i got some friends who attended san diego state i'm happy to see a california school in the final four so you know my man kevin ollie is no longer with uconn so the hell with them let's go let's go aztecs yeah i'm all in on san diego state that being said You need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And we are getting back to the show. The ruler of the court, that is. Alright, folks. Um, this is my probably my most fun part of the show. It's when we get to talk about hip-hop. And like I said, I'm going to have a WrestleMania theme this week. Because I will be in Los Angeles for WrestleMania. And I wanted to discuss some of hip-hop's ties to... Re- professional wrestling, and if you go to the dot and you, uh, you you go to the culture vertical, you'll see I have a story up right now where I interviewed Swerve Strickland of AEW, formerly you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott and WWE with Hit Row, but now he is in AEW doing his thing. He is with the he has his own stable, the Mogul Affiliates, working with Rick Ross. He was just on TV last week with Tech Nine. Man Swerve is deep into the wrestling game and the hip hop game. And he will be at Wale Mania this Thursday. I'll also be there attending, of course, as a fan, having a good ass time. You know how I do. I'm back in my hometown. I was born in Los Angeles. Get to get, get to catch a WrestleMania in my hometown, my home area. I'm I'm stoked. But what I want to talk about first. In terms of... I want to take us back to some years ago. To back in the day when the WWE was still known as the WWF. Back to the Attitude Era. And... This is when WWF... No, WWE now. Released an album called WWF Aggression. This album featured... Rappers giving their spin on wrestlers' theme music, and I think this album gave us one of the greatest intros ever. And I wit and to me, on some of these, I actually like these versions better than the ones the rappers that the the wrestlers actually use. And I'm gonna start with the Kings. That was Run DMC doing the G, the Degeneration S theme, and my words little tied there. And then that is one of the that's one of the best intros ever. When when D X used that one, the king of you know, cause you got the king of rock, ain't no there is none higher. And they, you know, and the, the kings, yeah, it was that was a fun one. And I'm gonna give you like my favorite, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run down every song. But then tell you which ones I like the most from the album. The next on the album was direct. That was Mankind. That was Cool Keith and Old Dirty Bastard. And then you got Met The Man doing The Rock Know Your Role. And probably one of the more fun ones was Snoop Dogg and Dub C. West Coasted doing Hell Yeah for Stimco Steve Austin. And you got the Vince McMahon, No Chance with a Red Man, Peanut Butter Wolf, and Healthy Skelter. I ain't said the Skelter in a while. It won't stop with C-Murder for Gangrel. Man, C-Murder was like not in prison at that point. Hmm. But one of my, here's one of my favorite ones, actually, which is crazy. It's the Eastsiders doing Kane, doing Big Red Machine. And why is that funny? Of course, the Eastsiders are from Long Beach, the neighborhood where I grew up on the East Side. But what makes it funny to me is that, you know, in terms of the gang landscape, long, you know, that's from a, they're from a crip neighborhood, and they're doing a song about the, the Big Red Machine. And that's just kind of more me laughing at the irony. But, damn it, it's really a cool song. I really like that one. That was one of my really probably behind uh, the DX one. That's probably my second favorite song on this album. <sighs> then you got Break Down These Walls, you know, by R.A. The Rugged Man. That's for Chris Jericho. Then R.I.P. R. The Badass. He did the New Age Outlaws one, You Ain't Hard. And then actually, here's my other... If I, had, I would give myself a trio of favorites. My other one it was Ice-T. He did the Godfather, pimping A Easy. I think even to this day, that, that still might be Godfather's music whenever He makes a random appearance. You know, that one was a good one as well. I love that one. Then you finish this album off with uh, Mystical and Razzcast doing the Triple H's music. Mac-10 and MC8 doing The Big Show. And then you got The, under- the Ministry with Dame, Grease, and Mino. Now... Again, wrestling and hip hop have long, as I detailed in my story, have all long merged, crossed over, so on and so forth. And I just thought this was back in the day a cool thing, you know, definitely attitude era ish. It really fit the time, it fit what people were looking for from from the brand. It was, like I said, it was cool. So I am really, really, I really enjoyed that album and enjoy what they did with that so if you got a little time on your digital streaming services or whatever whatever platform you use put in wwf aggression and give it a listen this week because it is wrestlemania week and i'm gonna be having a ball so that being said you can you can find me on twitter where i appear every now and then at mr underscore jason jones Find me on Instagram where I'm at more often at Mr. Jones LBC. Shoot me a message, reply to my stories, anything you want to do. Holler at me. Let me know what you think about what's going on with the hip hop or even the Kings. Uh, and again, this is the Ruler of the Court podcast. By the time you hear from me again, the Kings should be a playoff team officially. I've got this bottle of wine I said I would not open unless the Kings were a playoff team. So. After, I believe, four years of after receiving that bottle, it's going to get opened in 2023. So, let's see what it do. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, be safe in that rain. Enjoy yourselves. And I will catch you next time. I'm out. Peace.